I loved your, I loved, um, your straightforwardness with it. And honestly, what you were just saying makes me think of a thought I just had this morning that I heard somebody say that I have to remind myself. Um, and I think FIBCs, um, maybe you need to hear this sometimes too, is, you know, so I have some calls coming up where I'm going to be hopping on with people who are running for big goals, um, cruise goals. And I have no clue what my advice is going to be for them, but I know that I know how to do it. And so, like you said, like gun to my head, I know how to bring new clients in. I know what advice to give when I'm in the moment when we're doing it. And before I get on that call, I don't always know what I'm going to say. Like I will, I will look up. So I have background information on that specific person, but until we start talking, I start listening. Um, I'm not sure. And then it's like a shoot from the hip kind of thing where we just learn how to lean into our brilliance and our genius and trust that we know how to do the things that got us to where we are and are going to help everyone else get them to where they are too. And I, I'm doing this right now with a brand new baby coach. That's my very own. Um, I have worked with so many people in depth lately, but to have my very own is a completely different thing. And oh my gosh, you legit have to go back yourself to the very beginning and grow to finish all of your health your training health assessments with them again, then grow to that very first client and supporting that very first client with them again, and then grow to senior coach, however long that's going to take with them. And so it's like, you do have to, every time you raise up that new coach in your business, you are going back to the very beginning yourself and doing what you did to get to that point all over again. And I just love having my very own. It's been it's, a long time. It's like being mom to a newborn versus aunt to a newborn. Yes. Yeah. And it's why once EDs start doing those training health assessments for their new coaches, the training EDs health assessments get like amazing and they start bringing in clients. Yes. Cause you have to like learn it and then you have to do it and then you have to teach it and then you know it. Right. And again, the way that I was able to, you know, grow into this genius and this brilliance, and it's hilarious. I'm even saying these words, um, you know, that shows the confidence and personal growth. And there's always more to learn, um, but was getting on calls like this, listening to leaders, leaning into every single training possible, any event that I was invited to or qualified for, I, I'm there um, so that I can get all of those sound bites in my head. So I love it. Anyone else have feelings that they want to share from last week? I, I will share that. I think it's good to feel uncomfortable. Like it's good to be pushed when, when you're, when you surround yourself by others, you know, care about you and your success then we have to be, when we are willing to take constructive criticism, then we put ourselves in a position to grow. And so hearing to Allison's point, hearing, hearing and being challenged to like level up, go do the things. 
and here are all the different places to go. So now go do the work and look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're capable of it. So just go do it for goodness sakes and then report back. And so it's uncomfortable to hear it. You know, it's like you're, you're working out and your trainer's like, yeah, you need to add five pounds or you can do three more. And you're like, I can't. Yes, you can. You are capable of so much more. And that's the beauty of a good coach is they should stretch you and you should feel uncomfortable. So that, that's how I feel uncomfortable, but glad that I'm uncomfortable. I, I love that. Um, and I refuse to believe that people can't get clients right now. Right. So the first thing I had to do several months ago was go back to the basics of how the heck do I get clients so that I can help my coaches get clients. Um, and that being pushed piece, welcome to the no hire, no fire business. Never, ever, ever has Jen or Andrea sent me a quota or a performance review, right? So if I'm ever going to level up, I, I mean, there's mentorship for sure. There's challenge, there's feedback, but if I'm going to do it, it's, it's on my own internal motivation. And that's, what's really hard. Like a lot of people are coming from a corporate world where they're used to other metrics kind of kicking their butt every once in a while. Well, there's no, there's no butt kicking. Jen. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Um, just to say what you just said, like, you know, the no hire, no fire. Um, but I am currently re-listening to the five levels of leadership by John C. Maxwell. I think the majority of the people on here are going to Orlando, which is cool. Um, also super cool that we're going to get hours and hours of mentorship with him. And I am re-listening to like refresh on his philosophy of leadership. And it's really interesting how, um, you know, because it's where like the no hire, no fire, there's that, you know, we all kind of enter in positional leadership, um, meaning you're a coach. And so from there, it's our own job to grow through the leadership process because leadership, um, it's position is actually, a, you know, it's great. That means you have potential, people are thriving with potential and, um, and there's a really great place to be, but true leaders, they never truly function in that po positional position, right? They are maybe positional, like Allison was saying with a new coach, she knows that you're her coach, right? And so, but the thing is about Allison and you, Danielle, is that, I mean, you guys don't lead from that positional place, right? You, you lead from the higher levels. And so as we gain trust with people and have experience with people as they come in, then you get to a place where it's relational and then it's, you know, and then finally it's, it's, it's conscious leadership, you know, where you're transformational with them and you've helped them. And, you know, now you're helping them in their own leadership. And it's just really cool how, um, I can just like see people on here right now 
who um, who are growing and who are who are leaders in their own right, and you know how they have stepped up into you know helping with different things and just taking ownership of different types of roles in the business. And I just am mind blown by how you know how this organization and Optavia actually is amazing in fostering this culture of leadership growth. And I think, Allison, to your point, that's what your new coach, because I met her and that's what she's most excited about, right? She's doing Dr. A's conscious leadership stuff. And she's like, whoa, this is something I could get behind. And she's a very highly educated person. Um, so anyway, it's just really cool how, you know, when you tap into something different like John C. Maxwell and you're like, whoa, okay, this is stuff that we're putting in place. And then also, you know, looking at myself and saying, okay, how can I lead better? How can I serve better? How can I accept tough feedback? How can I turn that into um, you know, a place of, of better together and keeping myself open to feedback. So these are all the kinds of things, guys, that leaders, you know, we, uh, leadership comes with, you know, learning how to deal with people and people problems and whatever. And so the, the faster that we get used to the idea that, we have that it's truly just an opportunity like nothing else that I've ever had in my life because I realized that as a nurse I functioned as a, a pretty high leader like in my mind I showed up not I was never a just enough person like oh I'll just clock in and do just enough and you know have myself ready to go at quarter two and all of that no I actually did not function in the just in the just enough and the people who drove me crazy that I had to work next to were just enough people just enough and this group of leaders right here and budding leaders right here you guys are on here because you are not just enough people oh, i'm gonna do just enough to get by no nobody's babysitting you this is your own business you're here for growth you're here for the next best thing you're here for feedback you're here to learn from these incredible leaders that are here and guess what I have not arrived in any particular place. You guys, everyone here, um, you know, rank to me is is it's great, it's fun, but it's not the thing that I work best in. I work best in getting to know the Michelle Lundgrens, the Michelle Krasnys, the Lori Dickinsons, the Sarah Larkins, the Momitas, the Jasminas, the Cassies, and know who you are and position myself in a place where I can learn from you. And as a coach, one of the greatest things that we that that we can do is learn to lead without giving orders, but by asking questions and motivating and lifting and building someone up. So if you feel like, why is my team not growing? First of all, this is a season where twos and threes are going to be exiting stage right and that's okay okay it's the eights nines and tens 
who are here. And that's okay with me too, because that's what I'm sitting here looking at. <laughs> All the top of the top, the cream of the crop is here. And don't judge yourself because people who are, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be judgy, but just if you can wrap your brain around the fact that you're here because you are a seven, eight, nine, ten, and I don't mean like better, but just you are in a different conscious space than some other people are, the twos and threes and fours are not going to stick around, right? Because they, you make them very uncomfortable they're not willing to push themselves out of a discomfort place out of a out of a comfort place um and they might they might be just enough people i'm gonna do just enough so that my clients are fine i'm gonna bring my calls my coaches my clients to celebration calls but i'm not willing to get past that one senior coach that my FIBC helped me grow. I'm not willing to take that responsibility on. Okay. So it's just a matter of you incredible people finding the people who are like you. And that will happen. It takes time, guys. It does take time. So anyway, um, I don't know why, but John Maxwell has me super fired up. I am super overwhelmed at the moment because i um <laughs> i'm training at alr i'm presenting with dr a if that's not the most intimidating thing you could possibly think of so y'all pray for me um but also i you know i am truly in a place of like wow how is this even possible when not only was I not a conscious leader or transformational leader when I started this, I didn't want to be one guys. I liked punching a clock. I always said I'd be so good in the military because I know who's in charge. I know what I need to do and I need to punch the clock and I know when I'm on, when I'm off. This is the like the exact opposite of that. <laughs> so yay. Okay. Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate you. You are incredible. And I always, always learn from your amazing brain. So thank you. Thank you. I just want to say that I think we're all sometimes just enough people though. Like we go through phases. And so if you're sitting there and starting to feel really uncomfortable because you're like, oh shit, I've just been just nothing with my clients, with my coaches. I feel like I'm going through a whole lot like welcome to the club because no one is always extra. We all go through phases of just enough, just skating by good enough. They didn't answer. No problem. That client hasn't answered in three weeks and it's their first month of program. Just more time in my schedule. Let me go run the laundry. Like we've all been there. And so calls like this can be a, a decision point of like, yeah, I'm ready to get up off the bench. I'm ready to go for another round. And growth happens in seasons where we're definitely not doing just enough. So welcome to your, in the, in the pre-party playing Grant Cardone's podcast. And I do not endorse him. <laughs> I just <laughs> like to wake people up with a punch of motivation. So don't go and <sighs> really any time doing that. But the 10 minutes that we have here pre-party, as he was saying, 
Um, Oh, lost my train of thought. So we're just going to keep going. Can I can I give you guys one more bit of motivation and excitement? So, okay. I want you guys to understand how freaking amazing you all are. If you do not know how amazing you are, let me just tell you this. I just found out that Morris Organization, Morris Tribe, has more than 10% of the attendees coming to ALR. More than 10%. I'd say like 12, 13%. Is that insane, you guys? That means that, like, do you know how many of our folks are getting trained with John C. Maxwell? It's over 100 people. It's well over 100 people. And there's only 1,000 people. It's insane. It's insane. I'm so excited for what this means to us. So thanks. <laughs> That's incredible. It did refresh me like Grant Cardone's tirade about like, get yourself a mastermind group. And I put it in the chat, but I know a lot of you weren't on already. It's welcome to the mastermind group that you won't ever outgrow. And that's what these are. And it also means that like a good leadership training, a good book, a good, anything, a good therapist, good energy worker, a good friend, a good relationship partner is going to make you uncomfortable sometimes because they call you on your bullshit. So. Wife, do you need this piece of paper? Yeah. Okay. You, you can come in. I'm just on a Zoom. Found this. What feel, is it? Feel free to smell. No, I don't want to smell your shells from Norway. No, I. It smells like a penguin exhibit. I almost blew up. It's gonna be fine. Okay. Um, welcome to your mastermind group, and if it makes you uncomfortable, you're in the right place. And we are going to do some. Hopefully, you guys have a pen and paper, because we're going to do some. plotting of what's going to help unlock some channels for our coaches. Okay. So I want you to think about this like a water pipeline and we're going to start, I'm getting like flashes of remember Dr. A's diagram. He shares it every time at convention that looks unfortunately phallic, but it's like health or whatever over time. That's not where we're going anyway, but it is this pipeline of in the beginning, if we think about client acquisition, we need enough visibility. We need enough interaction. We need enough eyeballs on us to create interest. Okay. So we've got this big pipeline and what is here, what this needs to be the widest. Otherwise we're going to have a clog right? So we need a lot of interest. And then we need some of that interest to be people who are reaching out. Not everyone who's interested is going to reach out. And then from reach out, some of those people are going to get on a health assessment. We still love this reach out group because that's people that we follow up with and they're going on your follow-up spreadsheet. See the follow-up warrior workshops. 
So health assessments. Okay. And then with enough health assessments, we're going to have clients. And then with our clients, some of those are going to be coaches. So where a lot of people sit, my team, myself at certain points in time is I'm focused on this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need new coaches in this season, right? I've got disengaged people and I'm trying to do all sorts of activity right here to widen this gap, but the flow coming from my interest, reach outs, health assessments, clients, coaches, I can widen this all I want. I can do coach explore after coach explore after coach explore, but there's not enough flow coming in here to get the momentum that I'm looking for. So anyone who needs new coaches, generally check with your mentorship team if you have like FQV over 20,000 and lots of that is new clients, but most people have at some point a flow problem. And there's also sponsorship and you know people get awkward around that, but flow is what I, this increasing interest is what I want to focus on for us as growing into FIBC, FIBC plus. Because if we can help our people get more interest, then we're onto something. And then for Allison, like she's saying, she's doing strategy zooms today. She doesn't know where she's going to go because she doesn't know if it's an interest problem or if it's a health assessment to client conversion rate, right? That's a follow-up issue or they're being weird on the health assessment. So here are some things to look at, both for yourself, if you're feeling like, oh, gotta kick it into gear, gotta get off the bench. And for coaches is I'm trying to diagnose where, where are we needing more flow? So I'll ask things and I'll look at their Facebook, right? Things to look at when you are diagnosing the interest to client to coach flow question. I'm looking at their branding. So I'll go to their Facebook page. Oh, I'm thumbs up in. Love to thumbs up myself. So I will, didn't think about this before like most things, uh, but we'll just go with it. Let's diagnose myself. Okay, I'm gonna look at my Facebook page or look at the coach's Facebook page and I'm gonna, going to evaluate a couple of things. I know that this has been up for way too long. So I need to change my cover photo and I need to change my profile picture. I might start taking some notes for like what I'm seeing on the coaches that I'm looking at their Facebook pages. Even if I take notes, I'm not going to send all of this all at once. For myself, I could do a whole bunch of, you know, check boxes in a day. But if it's especially a new coach and you're like, hey, you need to change your cover photo. You need to change your profile picture. I see that you haven't posted a recipe in three weeks. It's too much. So you'll start with one thing at a time. But we're also looking for patterns. So I'm looking at how often is this coach posting? Let's see if this coach is scrubbing. This is so fun because it's me. So you guys are welcome. Wow, Danielle really needs to scrub her post. She's got some interaction here. Okay, so this is a real life post. Great. Okay, and then oh, she's sharing stuff about holiday pajamas. All right, let's see if she scrubbed this. Um. Okay, yeah, she did. Great, good job. Okay, transformation post. 
All right. She's got some engagement and then personal post recipe. Okay. Gosh, let me see. What's her ratio of like personal to recipe. Seems like I had to scroll down through personal, personal, personal health. Okay. Good. Personal health. Maybe she could up her recipe posts or her health related posts. Here's an engagement post. So I'm looking for what is she posting? And is this part of her brand? The things that she wants to be known for knowing her. Yeah. She wants to be known for her kids, her dog, her health coaching. Here she is pulling in all of the dog people in her group. I wonder how long it's been since she has posted her own transformation. That's one of the first things that I'm looking for when I'm looking at a coach's page is I want to see when was her last transformation? Because me as FIBC for this person, I want to boost that. Wow. I'm still scrolling, Danielle. I still don't see you up there. I know what's going at the top of my to-do list. If I were coach of this Danielle, I would say, Hey, You know, I actually wouldn't say, hey, I noticed that it's been a while since you've posted your own health journey. I would say, hey, do you think you could do a current like transformation photo update? I'd love to boost it today. And I've done this with a lot of coaches and it's like, you just ask them, hey, can you do that? And they do it. Oh, here she is. Finally, she's got her own. Let me look at the comments and see if she's scrubbing. Okay, great. She's responded to all of these as her coach. I could bump her health transformation. And then the other thing I'd look at is she's gotten some good comments. I'm curious if she's followed up with all of these people and thanked them, but then look at all these likes. I could have Danielle send messages to every one of these people saying, thanks for supporting my health journey. Not always comfortable to be so vulnerable. And on display, I appreciate the support, whatever. I could help Danielle. You can help your coaches write a little post where they can send a message thanking the people who are supporting them in their health journey. And it starts a conversation. And I know for a lot of us, how many of you guys have gotten health assessments from doing this activity? Anyone? Put a one in the chat if you've ever gotten a health assessment from messaging people, thanks for supporting my journey. So this is an amazing activity to suggest for your coaches. This is one of those high leverage activities. And if I'm going to suggest it to a coach, here's, here's my workflow. Um, I've got a coach where she posted a transformation and she has some engagement and I want to give her this project because I think it's going to help her get some health assessments. And the first thing I'm going to do is see in her business thread and just knowing her, where have I left off? Has it been a month since I've checked in with this coach? Because maybe it's a coach in depth. Is the coach going through some life? I'm going to start in relationship first. Slow is fast. Could I send out? a lot of text messages to a lot of coaches being like, Hey, here's a project. Hey, here's a project. Hey, here's a project. I could, 
but I'm going to get not as great of response if people are feeling like I don't really care where they're at in their life. So for me, I'm going to go to that coach, whether it's in a business thread or outside of it, and I'm going to go, Hey, how have things been? And I'm going to hear about life and they're walking their friend through a lot of hard. This is kind of sucked up some energy. I'm there. This is a bit of back and forth. And two days later, because it's worth the time, two days later, after back and forth on life, I might say to this coach, hey, your social media presence is amazing. You're getting a lot of engagement and you've got a great balance of health and personal. You are rocking it. First, I'm going to give some positive feedback and let them know what do I see that's working well for them. And those of you who have kids, have you ever given your kid like a compliment or told them good job? It's like all of a sudden they want to be helpful and do other more good things, right? Same with coaches. So first I'm going to give them some positive feedback. Well, first, first I was building relationship and checking in on life. Then I'm giving them some positive feedback about whatever it is that they are doing well. And then I can suggest, Hey, you know, I see this, this post that you did your sugar shot, right? It has 30 likes and loves and, you know, five comments, 10 comments, 50 comments, whatever. I have a really cool little activity that you could do that for a lot of coaches generates health assessments. Do you want to, do you want me to tell you about it? Or are you up for an activity? Are you up for something that might take a little bit of time, but could generate health assessments for you? So see how slow this process is, right? Because now I'm asking for them to say yay or nay, and I'm going to have to go back to that business thread. <laughs> Sometimes I write myself little notes. You're talking about this activity with this coach, this coach, this coach, this coach, so that I don't forget to go back. Okay. Then they go, oh my gosh, yes. What is it? Tell me. Or they say, I can't right now. My mom just went into the hospital. Thanks for thinking about me, but I'm, I just have to be with my mom right now. Oh, I'm so glad that I went slow so that I didn't bulldoze that coach who's going through a hard time. And now I know to check in with her about her mom. Okay. So then the coach says, yes, give me it. What's this activity? And then I'm going to walk the coach through this activity. So here's what you're going to do. I might send this in written out format. I might hop on a call with them, but that is not always my first, depending on their availability, because if they're in like a day job and I know that they're multitasking, like Georgia, for example, is like always, she's probably at school right now. Um, she can't just hop on a phone call with me, but she's really available in her business thread. So I might send, yep. So I might send these steps in her business thread. I could send a video of myself talking and walking it through something, but I'm going to say, Hey, we're going to go back to that sugar shot that you did. You had an amazing response. And here's what I'd like you to do. Here's what coaches have found really fruitful in generating health assessments. Send a message to every single person who commented and all of the people who liked it just saying, hey, thanks so much for cheering me on in my health journey. It means the world. I love helping people. I love this journey for myself. You can work out some sample language and I can put some in the chat. Um, and if you know anyone wanting to work on health goals, I would love to talk to them. Feel free to send them my way. Jen, you came off mute. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if you were having things to say. 
All right, but let's back up because before I got to the point of sharing this high leverage activity with the coach, first I evaluated their Facebook page. And if I just copy paste and spam every single person in my organization, every single business coach or every single business thread, hey, here's this activity that would be really helpful. And I send all of the steps. I don't even know if they posted a sugar shot right? You're not going to get very far with people if they feel like they're getting a generic response. Now, if you guys are sitting here and you're like, okay, all right, this sounds great. I'm so excited to have more coaches that I can do this with Danielle, but I've got like two and they're, you know, kind of like wishy-washy and lifey and stuff's happening. And I'm kind of frustrated. Like I wish I, I want to do this, but I just don't have the people. Okay, great. Have you done this activity? You do it. So you get really familiar with how this works and you're going to learn some of the pitfalls, right? Like copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, send to everyone who's commented is going to shut down your messenger abilities. You can play around with how you can go into the my post has been published where that's always unnerving when you open up Facebook. There is a way to share. Okay, so this is not my transformation, but it's Karen's transformation. And I do the same activity for other people's transformations. I look up who's liking it. Okay, April Miller liked it. Great. Here's what I'm going to do. Just to remind April how much she did like it, I'm going to share to April Miller. And I can type in a little thing. Hey, April, thanks so much for cheering on Karen, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to hit messenger. Then I'm going to search April Miller. And then I can send that message to her with the photo attached. Does it matter if the photo is attached or not? Imperfect action beats perfect inaction every time. So if you can't figure that out or your coach can't figure that out, it's still a worthwhile activity to put it on people's radar that you're thanking them for supporting your, your health activity. Okay, also, all right, Danielle, I just really wish that I had more coaches to do this with, kind of discouraged, been really working to get to FIBC for a long time, or I was FIBC and now I just feel like I have a big bag of poop for a coach group. We've all been there. You're not alone. And this season is going to make you so good at what you do. Let's go back to the funnel. This activity right now, let's back it up. So where do we need more flow? Do you yourself sitting on this power hour, do you need more interest? Do you need more reach out? Do you need more health assessments? Or do you have a lot of that? And you just need more follow-up to get into those clients signing on. So that's one activity that I could do with someone after looking at their Facebook page and kind of diagnosing where they might get some momentum. I'm thinking about where I want to go next. Well, let's do a little mental, mental exercise, that activity, taking a coach and saying, Hey, 
I think you could get some health assessments with this. I would love to walk you through it. That activity of thanking people for liking the transformation, where does that fall on the pipeline? Can you guys evaluate where you would put that? Put in the chat. Is that interest, reach out, health assessment, client, coach? The thanking people supporting your health journey. Where is that going to increase flow in our pipeline? Everyone's scared to answer or they're working hard. Yes, interest, it could be, it helps with a couple of different things, but it kind of fast tracks. Um, you know, I would say the interest is more of the engagement that you're getting on your Facebook. Like that's your visibility. So this is really trying to increase our pipeline at the reach out phase. What we're really wanting to do is to have one or two even of 10 messages. That's still worth it. Come back with, you know, I really need to lose weight myself. I've always been curious. So it's that reach out for a health, reach out and health assessment that we can increase the flow. If you go to your coach's Facebook or your own Facebook, and you're seeing that there's just not a lot of engagement or branding could use some life into it, then that's going to expand this interest piece. Posting your own transformation is interest. Branding is growing interest. Growing your Facebook friends is interest. And you have to have enough interest to have enough reach out, to have enough health assessments that we can then follow up with so that we have clients and then we sponsor into coaches. Okay, so like Amber saying, I need more content. I always need more visibility, eyeballs, interaction. So let's go down that rabbit hole. If you or a coach needs more of that, what kind of activities do you find increase your visibility and the eyeballs on you? in social media. Also, there's some people who leave their house. I'm aware of that and they go out in the real world. So you can also mention things that aren't just Facebook. Okay. Stories. Yep. One of my favorites is engagement posts. Personal posts. Yep. It's the real life stuff that pulls people in. Engagement, if I ever feel like my engagement is kind of lackluster, the first things that I pull out of my tool bag are an engagement post that's going to be easy for people to answer. Favorite office pen. Terrible to respond to. I mean, you're scrubbing that forever. Engagement post and anything that stirs up engagement on, sorry, anything that stirs up the algorithms and who are going to see your things, whether that is A to Z or starting conversations or working like your recently added friends group, going and commenting and doing other stuff brings about that reciprocal, oh, now they're seeing my things. Do 
this interest and visibility, the, the gateway of our whole pipeline is for so many people tied to their own health journey. And I don't know, maybe if I'm being self-reflective, maybe it's a bit of an excuse or a cop-out that I feel like it's not something that I necessarily need to generate engagement because I only lost 15 pounds on program. So I feel like it's never been a a tremendous like, wow, Uh, but gosh, maybe that's a concept and I need to get over myself and start doing my active workouts so that I have a new, fresh something. But the gut health, Georgia, I know the gut health is just really a miracle, but unfortunately, due to compliance, I can't brand about it too openly. Yeah, that is a concept, Brenna. Hit those pain points. I know. It's just that in in my generating interest, posting other people's transformations has always been fabulous. I can be completely off my program and have zero issue getting clients because it's my steady posting other people's transformations that has always been the moneymaker for me. But I know that the majority of my coaches and the majority of you all will tell me that your own health transformation makes or breaks your client acquisition. Well, not breaks, but definitely um, affects to a great degree your client acquisition. So when I'm diagnosing with a coach, okay, what could we do to get you some momentum right now? I'll ask them to go back to when was a time when you were bringing in clients? What were, what were you doing? Like when you have a bunch of clients reaching out, what do you do? And see if I can jog that coach's memory on what has been fruitful. So often they say it's their own, it's their own health. It's posting about their journey. And then a lot of people say it's the consistency with which I'm posting transformations and we'll go on like a transformation blitz. So whatever they're posting, whatever they're posting frequency is, let's do more of it for about a week. We're not going to amp it up forever. We're just going to change it and put more of that out there. So a lot of my coaches brand one to two posts per day only, and they are doing a transformation about every third day. And then what we have them do is, well, let's post a transformation, someone else's every single day for a week now. And now it's going to be like this, like wave of health hitting people's news feeds because it's not typical. If people are already posting a transformation every single day and they're not getting a lot of response on those transformations, maybe an engagement post can help shake things up. And maybe it needs to be a story or a reel or something different that's getting transformations in front of people's faces. Because if people aren't seeing it, and this is, I mean, this goes back to branding and trying to figure out what works best for people. If, if people aren't seeing what you're posting, what you're posting doesn't matter. And that's why engaging with people, whether starting conversations, A to Z, Facebook scrub, all of the things that are interacting over social media, it's so crucial 
Because if you don't have enough engagement and visibility, branding is a waste of time, right? Just like all the people who are super relationship-based, they're doing tons of connection, but they don't brand. All that connection time is a waste of time if no one knows that you help other people change their health, not just you. I'm curious what everyone's doing. You guys looking at your coaches' pages? This is great. So then if I'm talking to a coach and I'm asking, you know, let's let's figure out where we can get some momentum with new clients right now. I can ask them about this, this kind of pipeline and I can say, you know, what's helpful in figuring out where you're going to get more traction is finding out maybe where the weakest area along this pipeline is for you. Do you feel like you have lots of like visibility and interaction, uh, but people aren't reaching out? Or do you feel like you have a lot of visibility and interaction and you get a lot of reach out, but they're just not getting on health assessments? Or do you feel like you have a lot of engagement and interest and visibility and reach out and you're getting health assessments? That's one of the first questions I ask a coach that wants to move forward or hit the cruise. We're doing a strategy call. How can we earn the CSB? Okay, are you getting health assessments? How many health assessments have you had? Because if we don't have health assessments, you're not gonna, going to get clients. And that sounds like, oh, duh, simple math, but it's not always like, we don't think about that. Sometimes we just think like, oh, why aren't all these clients that I have in my follow-up binder, like, why aren't they starting? Well, you still need new health assessments. Okay, so you're getting health assessments. Wow, you're doing like, I don't know what a typical number is. Um, two to five, I don't know. You're doing like, oh, you're doing like two to five health assessments a, a week? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, but then they're not coming on as clients. So you're doing a lot. You've got this, you've got this, but then they're just not starting program. Now I know where to hone in on. What is their health assessment like? What is their follow-up like? How are they building a relationship? What is the system that they use for following up? And I don't mean the system document, but how frequently are they following up? And I just did this, uh, a call with a coach that I adore and she's such a hard worker. She has so much spirit and pizzazz. Her branding is beautiful. Her connection is beautiful. And she was like, yeah, I guess I'm just planting these seeds and planting these seeds and planting these seeds. And I was like, yeah, so kind of evaluating the pipeline. And then she's like, yeah, and I've got all these health assessments. I mean, I've got them, I've got them like all in a spreadsheet and I run like, I don't even know what kind of stats she's running on things. I'm like, I'm curious, like how often do you touch base with all of those people that you did health assessments with? Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, I do follow up when we do it on power hour, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and done like follow up with all of them from start to finish. And so I'm like, wow, like sirens going off and unicorns are skipping and farting rainbows. I'm like, here we go. This is where we're going to get momentum because you have the interest, you have the reach out, you have the health assessments and a whole bunch of people to follow up with. They're just not coming on to program and we could get some momentum. We could get some traction in doing more specific follow-up. And I'm not going to 
give her the task of follow-up and assume that she knows what that means. So it's going to be checking in with or sharing, you know, let me share what I do for follow-up. So I'll do like three relationship follow-ups and then a direct programmer health follow-up. So I'll be like relationship. And the next time they come around on my follow-up list, relationship, comment on their page, check in with them. And another relationship message. How are things there? What are the kids being following? And then when they come around again and I followed up in relationship maybe three times, I'm not saying that's the magic ratio. Um, then I'm going to send like a hard follow-up and here's what I'm going to say. And you tell that coach how they can, what does that look like to do a hard follow-up on, on program? Are they allowed to ask about their health three months after a health assessment? Yeah. Because you have that relationship. It's like, if I talk to my neighbor about sprinkling systems, they have the right to start up a conversation about my sprinkling system. We've kind of established that kind of relationship. If my neighbor comes over and starts talking to me about sprinkling systems, I'm gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? But the clients who have reached out to us in this pipeline and gotten on a health assessment, they've opened the door for these kinds of relationships. So when we're following up with them, checking back, not every time, but checking back with things like, Oh, you know, since we talked last month about health, I'm curious, have you, you know, increased your water or are you seeing any momentum? How are you feeling? I would still love to coach you with this. I know you feel like it's not in the budget now, but I'm still rooting for you. Okay. So then, I mean, the pipeline, gosh, we could spend forever on this, but all right. So then we have health assessment to client conversion rate. Where we're going to see momentum there is in following up and relationship building and making sure that their health assessment is okay. You could ask, what are the common things that you hear on a health assessment? Like how do those health assessments usually go? What do people say at the health assessment? Oh, it's, you know, just kind of all over the board, really. Okay. Any patterns? Do you hear the same thing a lot? Oh, everyone's saying that it's just too expensive. One of two things are likely true. They have a cost concept, right? Or what could happen is that they are in an area where truly program is just way outside of typical food spending in their area. Does anyone have some coaches that live in an area where like you can pretty much live almost for free? Like rent or houses are cheap. Food is cheap versus higher cost living areas. These are coaches that if you don't get them out of that area with their Facebook connects, they will not take off. Like if they are really living in an area where a gallon of milk is one ninety nine, this, this is going to be a stretch and either they have to find the, the, you know, high income earners in their area, or they need to get out. They need to diversify. And that's where expanding your sphere or your workshop. And I'm not tooting my own horn because I love my own workshops. This is just the workshops existed because of these big pockets that I was seeing in my own coaches pipelines where I was like, wow, if we could expand that and get more flow, 
then we're going to have more clients and more coaches. Follow-up was a massive one. Branding is its own thing. And then expanding your sphere and using Facebook groups or other connections to diversify where you have clients is huge. There's this whole pocket. I have a new coach in a state that I've never worked in. And it is fun, Allison. It's like having a newborn again. And you're like, oh yeah, I have to be responsible for that. Like, nope, I'm not going to bed tonight. <laughs> he needs his information now. And I am the only responsible party to give it to him. Um, but he's in a pocket where both his network and just where he lives, it's like high cost of living plus high income. None of these people even bat an eye. We've got couples signing up, getting two kids and one for a kid in college. It's crazy. And it's like just having that diversity with a coach in a new area is so refreshing. Okay. So if it's cost, or if you're hearing a pattern of what they're saying happens after their health assessments, this is good to know. Sometimes it's just as simple as walking through. Tell me more about that. Okay. How do you usually end your health assessments? And your tone is everything with that, right? You don't want to sound like you're demanding or interrogating them. And then what happens and what do they say? How do you close the health assessment? I just give them the information. I say, I'm sending the information. See you later. Like maybe you'll identify that there's something in their health assessment that could be shifted, inviting someone to get started, right? Or telling them what the next step is. Maybe it's sending the follow-up information. Maybe that step is getting dropped. Maybe teaching them to put a follow-up in their calendar two days later to make sure that they accepted the invite to the client support group, that they themselves had sent the follow-up info. Cause sometimes you're just like in between chaotic activities. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to send that tonight. And then you forget it happens. And then maybe it's teaching them how to do that two-day follow-up because there's this gap I realized in training coaches where you've asked, let's take Amber. Amber, you're my new coach. Amber, you asked people to do practice health assessments with you. And they said, yes. And we're doing this practice health assessment. Thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. And you're listening to me. Great. We wrap it up. And, and because it was a practice, maybe I have never actually walked through with Amber by training health assessment three or six or whatever, how to set up a follow-up. So if we've just done practice health assessments with people that Amber asked, Hey, do me a favor. Am I teaching Amber that two days later, I do give them a call. Am I teaching Amber? Am I kind of awkwardly, not awkwardly, but in a training dynamic on the health assessment, I can say, Oh my gosh, grandma June. Thank you so much for helping Amber with this practice health assessment. Grandma June, you have been a peach. You know the health assessment within like an hour and a half, right? Grandma June, thank you so, so, so much. So Amber, just for your training, what I would do is I would close the health assessment with someone like Grandma June saying, it does sound like four and two would be an amazing fit for your health goals. I'm going to send you this and Facebook group, and I'm going to set a time to follow up with you. And it's Monday. So can I give you a call? on like Wednesday and just see what questions have come up and grandma June may be blabbing about whatever, but I'm going to say to Amber, like Amber, it, then it gives them the opportunity to say, Oh, Wednesday I'm slammed. How about Thursday? Oh, okay, great. And I just put it in my to-do list on Thursday to give grandma June a follow-up call. 
So I'm teaching her all the way through the follow-up. And then where I feel like I drop the ball with coaches is I teach all of that, but then maybe I don't handhold as much with what follow-up looks like. And that's something that I can do better as a trainer. Okay, pipeline, we're almost done. And we're gonna wrap up. So all the way through this pipeline, let's say that you have a coach that's getting all of these things, except their clients, once the clients sign up, they're getting health assessments, clients are starting, but their clients are quitting higher than other coaches' clients are. Like you just see that client retention for this coach is really a struggle point. And that tells you something, that's a data point. And it's not necessarily them, it could be the population. Like I have this sweet coach who's a teacher in New Jersey and I don't know what happened in the pandemic, but teachers in New Jersey are like drinking their way through life. She, I mean, she's not a drinker, but she's like, oh my gosh, I've never, never thought that I'd have to do so many four and twos because people will not give up their wine. And we're just like four and twoing them so that they can get some momentum. And then they hop on five and one after they realize that maybe they do want to go without their wine. It's a whole story, but New Jersey teachers are under so much stress and just in this pocket of her client load there is higher turnover because people like a good amount of her clients are alcoholics. So it's not her. It's like her clients. How can I help her? We got to get out of the New Jersey teacher pool, right? Let's get into parents. I don't know if that's better or worse than being a teacher. Um, so if you're seeing client, you know, a high client cancel rate and like people's FQV is just like they'll get, they're earning CSB all the time. Oh my gosh, they just can't hold on to ED. What is that? Okay, well, let's dive into what's happening to those clients. And it might be getting on a Zoom and going through or getting on a phone call and going through, all right, let's talk about these clients that have quit. Let's see if we can solve this puzzle of where your FQV is going and why you're you're bringing on six clients a month, but still struggling to cross the board at like 4,100 FQV. Okay. Um, and then this is just topic for like a whole other thing, the client to coach transition and sponsoring, right? That's its own thing. But hopefully this pipeline is helpful for you guys to evaluate and to really look at your coaches and have conversations with your coaches about where do they need more? Do they have a lot? And then there's a clog somewhere. Okay. Has this been helpful? I would love some feedback if this has been helpful or confusing or what you would like more information on because this is how my brain works, but my brain's weird. Okay, good. Because my goal is just to help us get some momentum. It is a lot to digest, Brittany. And it's a learn as you go, right? So as you go through it with coaches, as you go through it with yourself, you're like constantly reminding yourself, okay, how do I diagnose where the clog is? You get, we're all going to be plumbers. It's going to be great. Okay. Should we dress up as plumbers for the, um, dress up event, the costume event? I am wearing a costume by the way. And I'll just say like miracles do come true because when I first started coaching and Jen told me that I had to go to convention, it wasn't optional. And I said, but do I really have to wear real clothes? And she said, you can't wear yoga pants and sweatpants. And what's the dress code for this event? I've been waiting six and a half years. My time has come. I hate to tell you this. 
I looked up what does resort casual and they there was literally an article that said resort casual for a business event in Florida. Oh. And it said it was a lot like flowy pants, um, cropped pants. And it said, don't. And I was, cause I was like, can I get away with yoga pants and stuff? It said no yoga pants or jeans or shorts. Um, and it said for anything that you even question, wait and see if other people do it. Wow. I'm so oh, glad that I'm having this conversation now, right? How many of you guys are like, I need to go repack my bag. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I read it last night. I was like, dang it. So, but anyway, because I was like, surely we can't be like, you know, but I mean, we were jeans at Sundance, but I guess this is different. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that you are all capable of um, dressing yourselves. So sorry, Danielle. We'll be fine. We'll It'll be, be fine. fine. I'll show up in something. Fine. I'll wear my costume. It's your everything. brain we're after, really. Yeah, not really. I can show up or whatever. <laughs> I'll I'll come in mountain cheek and just get a fever. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Um, Optivia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optivia results from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, confidence, and leadership. Your success will depend on how well you exercise these qualities. Please see the Optivia income disclosure statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. And we will see a lot of you um, in a couple of days.